Hello, I'm Father Dan Serratori from the St. Benedict's Catholic Community in Burwood, Melbourne, and welcome to our podcast. We hope you're blessed by this homily recorded at our Sunday Mass. May it enrich you and may it inspire you to embrace more fully the love, the life, and the mission of Jesus. Enjoy. There were two children, um, Billy and Katie, I'm calling them, brother and sister, and as brothers and sisters sometimes do, they were having a little tiff, an argument. Um, they were arguing over who was going to get to eat the last brownie. Now, their mum was obviously trying to settle them down and find a resolution, and she encouraged them to ask this all-important question to solve their problem. What would Jesus do? And Billy was suddenly very excited. He's like, yeah, great. Jesus would break the brownie in half, and then we'd have 5,000. <laughs> What I love about that story is that Billy has the right attitude. He knows what God is on about. He knows that with Jesus, we can expect him to provide more, abundantly more than we could ever need. I'm sure Billy would be pretty sick if he ate 5,000 brownies. But he wasn't discouraged by the single brownie sitting in front of him, but he knew how Jesus worked and was confident in the more that Jesus wanted to offer him. And that's what Jesus wants to show us in this miracle that he works today. That yet he saw the frustration and the hunger of the people, but he doesn't only meet that need, he goes way beyond it. He gives them more, way beyond their need or their expectation. And it says there was 12 baskets left over, 12 baskets of scraps. But John emphasizes it like this. We already know that there was only five loaves of bread. But he says, so they picked up the scraps and filled 12 baskets, scrap, 12 baskets with scraps left over from the meal of five barley loaves. There were 12 baskets of leftovers from five loaves of bread. That doesn't make any sense. It's crazy. And this is after 5,000 people have eaten all that they wanted of that bread. So Jesus is always offering us more. And Billy's attitude is exactly right, exactly what Jesus wants to um, encouraging us, but not everybody's attitude is always like that. We look at Billy's mum, she probably wasn't expecting Billy to give that response. She was probably thinking that um, Billy and Katie would come to a compromise and maybe, maybe cut the brownie in half. Maybe one of them would um, give up their right to the brownie and let the other have it, which is a good, reasonable position for her to have. But she wasn't expecting the abundance, the more that God wants to offer. And we see Philip as well. Jesus first goes to Philip and says, how are we going to feed these people? Now, Philip's being very reasonable, it, thinks, but it seems, but he's not thinking along Jesus' lines. He says that 200 denarii wouldn't buy enough to give them a small bite. Now, at a rough estimation, I'd figure 200 denarii to be maybe $20,000 or something, which would be a lot to be carrying in your pocket just as you're wandering through the fields with Jesus. So Philip's estimation is that a, a huge amount of resources would not be able to even give them a tiny little bit of their need, let alone satisfy them. It wouldn't even give them a mouthful. So Jesus is, Philip is not exactly expecting this abundance that Jesus wants to provide. Andrew is slightly better, the next disciple to step up. He comes, he's found the boy with the, the five loaves and the two fish, and comes to Jesus offering them. Now, not quite sure what he's expecting, 
He, he acknowledges before Jesus, like, what is this between so many? It doesn't, I don't understand how this is going to make any difference, but he's at least willing to offer it to Jesus and see what happens. He comes and says, here's the five loaves and the two fish. Open to see what happens. Now, Jesus, of course, knows exactly what he's going to do, though, because he knows the Father's heart. He knows that it's always God's desire to give us more. Even if, if we ask for what we want, he's always got a better plan. We ask for this is how much we need, but he always wants to, to pour out his graces in abundance. And he's, our God isn't a God of um, just barely enough or the God of that'll do, I suppose. You know, that's, that's a good enough answer. He's the God of, as Paul in one of his letters describes it, abundantly far more than you could ever ask or imagine. It's just always beyond us. And we see this when Jesus not only feeds the people to be satisfied, but then gives them baskets and baskets of leftovers. What are we going to do with all this bread? <laughs> Let alone where did it all come from? What are we going to do with the bread? <laughs> There's too much for the disciples to handle. And this is exactly how Jesus reveals God's nature again and again, in so many ways in his ministry. We see at the wedding, the first miracle that he works, they've run out of wine, and Jesus doesn't just provide them with some more wine so they can keep drinking. He provides them with the best wine they've ever tasted because he's always got more. When he meets Simon, Simon Peter, and calls him to be a disciple, Simon's been fishing all night long and caught absolutely nothing. When Jesus throws, invites Peter to throw his net out again, he's not expecting to catch anything because he knows how fishing works. Whereas Jesus doesn't just give him a few fish doesn't just give him a good catch, gives him so many fish that it's breaking the net. And then they manage to get it in the boat, and then it's sinking the boat. There's always more, more than we can manage or imagine. We see when Jesus meets Mary and Martha, and they're grieving for their brother Lazarus, who's died, their first complaint is, if you were here, you could have saved him. You know, I believe, Jesus, that you could have worked that miracle, but you didn't. And then when he starts talking to them about the resurrection, um, they're like, well, yes, he's going he's to rise at the end of time, but no, Jesus has got more on offer, and he calls Lazarus out of the tomb that very day, and he's back to life. More than they could have asked for, more than they could imagine. There's always more. But it's so much easier for us to look at our own weakness, our own limitations, um, the, the problems and the needs that we have seem to close around us so much more, and it's hard to lift our minds, to expand our minds, to know this more that God has in store for us, the, the bigness of God. We can get stuck in our small-mindedness and, and can't imagine what God really wants for us, how abundantly good he is. And one more example from Jesus, one of the clearest portrayals of the father's heart that Jesus gives us is the parable of the prodigal son. And we can see this small-mindedness of the son when he decides that, oh no, he's wasted all the money and he's starving and destitute in this foreign country. He decides to go back to his father, but all he can expect, he's going to beg his father to become a slave. Because at least if he's a servant in his father's house, he'll have some food to eat, he'll have somewhere to sleep. 
That's all he can expect or imagine or ask for. And this is exactly our small-mindedness compared to the nature of God. Jesus wants to expand our expectations, show us how generous God is. And we see that when the Son returns, the Father is waiting for him. And as soon as he sees him on the horizon, he runs to embrace him, to show him his love straight away. He throws a big party to celebrate him because he's overjoyed that his son is alive. And then he doesn't just give him a room with the servants and a hunk of bread to eat each day. No, he restores him fully to being a son. More than he could ever have imagined or asked. So when we come to to God in prayer, in relationship with him, are we hoping that maybe he'll just turn his ear to us for just a brief moment. Maybe he'll recognize us if he has the time. And maybe he might do something about us, you know, maybe just something small. I don't want to ask for too much, Lord. But let's expand our our idea of who God is, that he's there waiting for us. He already knows our need, and he knows exactly what he wants to do for us. He delights to hear us come and ask but he also delights to lead us into that more that he has in store for us, the more that he wants to provide for us, the more that he wants us to become. This isn't always the easiest for us to grasp or remember or understand, especially when we find ourselves in circumstances when we're surrounded by challenges, we're surrounded by trials or God doesn't seem to be providing more or things don't seem to be going anywhere. Where is this this more that God supposedly has in store for me? There's a simple image I want to offer you of encouragement in this, that a caterpillar isn't meant to remain a caterpillar. The tiny little caterpillar is supposed to become a beautiful, glorious butterfly. which from the perspective of the caterpillar is crazy, abundantly more than it could imagine becoming. But something needs to happen in between. The caterpillar needs to go into the cocoon before it can be transformed thus. And if I was a caterpillar, I think I'd be pretty reluctant to go into that dark, confined place for that transformation to take place. But isn't that so often how God works with us that to bring us into that more that he's offering us, it's a path of trial or challenge or a path of doubt and darkness. But if we, like that little caterpillar, are able to brave that cocoon, then we can let God lead us into that more that he has in store for us, that abundantly far more that's on the other side of that. And by the gifts of Faith and hope, both precious gifts that God gives us, we can find this assurance, this confidence that God does have this more in store, that there is more to come. Even when the situation looks like it's not going anywhere, that it doesn't look like there's any more on offer. But it looked pretty dark and it didn't seem like it was going anywhere when Jesus was laying in the tomb. And this is why we gather to worship on a Sunday because we know 
that when Jesus laid in the tomb, there was more in store for him. That wasn't the end. That's not the kind of God that we have. There was life to come after that. And just so, there's, there's more to come for us in life and enjoy more peace, more glory that God wants to share with us. So let's ex- expand our expectations and open up our hearts to let God lead us into this, that we might believe in this abundantly far more than he wants to offer us, more than we could ever ask or imagine. Because this is one thing we can be sure about with our God. He's always got more for us. You can find reflection questions for this homily at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash homily. Thanks for joining us today and have a great week.